everyone, and welcome to our podcast today. I'm Edie Tolbert. And I'm Jennifer Edwards. And we are Business Besties. Hello, everyone. We are here today to talk about obedience to act. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that obedience thing. Ugh. Acting, not so much, but the obedience thing. Ugh. So, what does that mean to you, Jennifer? Obedience to act. What that conjures up for me is that still small voice Mm -hmm. that you hear Mm -hmm. that most of the time is in a way that is, hey, this is the answer to your question, and it's a relief. Mm -hmm. But sometimes obedience is something that you do that is completely out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So me, it's, it's, it's like a two, two word thing. Obedience is, um, kind of relating it to your father and him giving you direction and taking that direction. The acting part is when he tells you to move and then you move. So being, for me, being obedient I think this came came to me um, back when I read, I don't know if it was when I read Grace Over Grind, if it was before that, um, I, I, I learned to be still so that I could hear, listen, and just because he shows you something, that doesn't mean it's time to move. Oh, that's so and good. And then when he tells you there's another directive, now move. So he could give you a vision. He could give you a dream, but that doesn't mean you open the door and start running to fulfill that dream or vision. Um, there's there's steps in how all this occurs. So he's he's had to put the reins on Edie. He's like, hold on, sister, hold on. I'm going to give this to you one step at a time, one step at a time. So um, that's kind of my obedience to act. I just love what you said. Because I think as entrepreneurs, in fact, I know, I'm not, I don't think, mm-hmm. I know as entrepreneurs, he has given us drive. Mm-hmm. He, he gave us the spirit of entrepreneurship. He's given everybody the spirit of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and it may, he only gives that to very specific people. Right. And that spirit of entrepreneurship is the, okay, I'm going to be still, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to listen and then I'm going to shoot like an arrow yeah. and I'm not going to wait to hear the rest of left, <laughs> right, straight, backwards. I'm just going to run. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get to some point where I'm out of breath and I'm going to turn mm-hmm. around and God's still back there at the same place where he left me when he didn't say move yet. So it's like, ready, set, go. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, ready, go, set, right? <laughs> ready, go. But wait, I don't know where I'm going, but uh-huh. here, let me just run as fast as uh-huh. I can. Let me figure it out. He, and, gave, um, he gave me the the, he didn't even give me the blueprint. He just gave me the idea. And so I was, boom, go. Here we go. No. And that gets that you in trouble. Listen mm-hmm. to understand mm-hmm. and then move when he says move. And, oh, my. And let's be clear that the reason God gives us things in steps is because we get too excited and we share with our friends or our coworkers or our our family and then it's out there and the enemy can do everything he can to derail it. Ooh, that's so, so the good. reason that he gives it to us in steps is so that 
Mr. Little Snakey, Sneaky Snakey, can't come in and disrupt it. That doesn't mean he's not going to try with each mm-hmm. step, but because we're those, I, I'm one of those people where I just and tell everybody, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is what we're going to do. And, um, and then there's always something to block it. So I'm okay with steps now. wasn't okay before. Um, so now I wait for each step. I, ju- I move in steps, not in Mother May I giant steps, but baby steps. <laughs> wow. And that, that discipline, it's hard. That discipline to not just jump as soon as you hear God say, this is what this looks like. Mm-hmm. I think that little intersection, that little place right there, if we could all as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. just just soak that in mm-hmm. and say, just because he gives me a little glimpse does not mean he's also telling me to, to move. Go. Mm-hmm. That is so important. Mm-hmm. So important. So mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. So let me share a story. Mm. Shall I? Yes. Shall I, shall share I share a story. So um, I opened my day spa and there was a tile place next door. And God gave me a vision of a yoga studio. Okay. So I told my landlord, if the guy ever moves out next door, I want first dibs. Sure enough, about three years into it, guy moves out and my landlord comes to me and says do you want it and I was just like shoot no I'm, I'm not in a financial position to take that space so you know he I, I, I assume that he tried to rent it out rent it out rent it out and about four and a half years ago um it still wasn't rented it was still vacant so I thought this is a sign from God it's meant for me to have it and um, worked out a, an arrangement with my landlord to go ahead and take it. I just took it on faith, right? Rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> so I took it on faith and I started paying rent, you know, and I just knew God was going to provide. <laughs> it was one of those deals where uh, we were at the track and he gave me the baton and I ran with it without running with beside him, Okay. Do as I do. No, do as I say. Don't do as I do. <laughs> and so I started renting the space, and then I launched the nonprofit. And at our first gala in um, May of 2018, um, he told me to mention at the very end. He told me to mention the yoga studio and cast cast a net to see if there was anybody in the audience that would want to help with the build out of the yoga studio. Sure enough, I had a plumber come up to me. I had um, a general contractor come up to me, and I had another gentleman that was very prominent in another town who his wife had been one of our cancer clients, and he said, um, we need to have a meeting. So after that meeting, I felt assured that he had enough friends that could fund this whole yoga studio. It was a go. For some unknown reason, three months into it, I got a blueprint. I had my nephew draw up a blueprint. We had it all ready to go. I got bids. um, And then the trail went cold. I mean, it went stone cold, like Alaskan ice glacier (laughs) cold. Okay. Finally, after many calls, many emails with no answer, I decided that was God shutting the door. So fast forward to 2019. um, I'm in a dire situation financially, and I'm ready to cut cut the space go. I'm ready to give it back. 
and I'm approached by a couple who do like a healthy smoothie a shake kind of thing. And I thought, well, how, how smart would that be? Because it fits right in with the wellness part of the day spa. Also providing those to cancer clients. I mean, a perfect partnership, right? Aha, uh-huh. God, you, I know. I, I mean, I cried when they presented this to me because I knew that this was this was it. This was God's plan. But as we began to work the numbers, um, it didn't work. It didn't work. They didn't have the the backing. But I had already secured my part of the financing, right? I had already gotten the plumbing donated and the drywall donated. I just needed about fifteen thousand dollars to to finish it out on my side. And so as I call the owner of the other business and tell him, you know, this is just not good timing. It's done. She was relieved. She said, you know, I just, I couldn't bring myself to tell you. It's just, it's just not financially a good time for us. Okay, fine. So I hang up the phone. I'm five minutes and I'm in the car making this phone call. Five minutes into it, I hear God say, it's time. Time for what? It's time for the yoga studio. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, what? What? Yeah, you've got everything lined up. You've got the financing secured. It's time to move forward. Okay, well, I'm going to need to take a couple of days and pray about it, but you just wait, <laughs> wait right there while I'm over here praying and, and trying to figure this out, trying to figure this out. So I prayed about it for a couple of days, and I thought, okay, this is it. This is time. So we proceeded, did the build out, Open the yoga studio March of 2020. Yes, you got it. 2020. And then COVID. We closed down April 1st. We were open for three weeks. May 1st, we reopened. Um, and then it's just, it's hard. And I think, okay, I just need to give it 2020. Not all the gyms are open. You know, people are still being careful, which, Okay. We had reduced the number of people in our class. We spread them out six feet apart. You wear your mask in when you come in. You're, you can remove it once you're at your mat. Um, but the numbers just still aren't there. And so I into 2021, and I say, okay, I'm going to just give it one more month. One more month. One more, and one more month ended up being six months. And then I, 1st of August of this year, 2021, I prayed about it and I said, God, I just need you to tell me what do I, what am I supposed to do? He said, you need to look at your numbers and you'll know what to do. And I'm like, really? Can you just not say Edie, keep it open, Edie, close it. Really? Just give me a directive. I want to be obedient. um, That's very sarcastic, by the way. I want to be obedient. So I did. I pulled the numbers for six months. Um, we were only operating at 22% capacity for the classes that we had. It was only filled 22% of the time. And that was, it was every single month and we weren't even breaking even. I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew it was time to close. And so, um, we closed, we're closing, um, effective the 30th of September. It's the 23rd of August. So we'll be closing in a little over a month. And, you know, it was a hard decision, but it wasn't a hard decision based on my numbers. And you guys have heard me in previous podcasts talk about um, I'm a numbers guru. See how I said that? <laughs> and it numbers don't lie. And it didn't take me long to go back and look at those numbers and make a decision and have peace about that decision. 
you know, and, and, and then my landlord even called me and offered to make a donation because that was supposed, some of that was supposed to be for the cancer clients. But oncology massage is more important than going to yoga. So that's where I need to stay in my lane and, and, and be there. Not to say, and I don't, want to, I don't want to diminish that I didn't hear from God and that he didn't direct this path, but there's a reason that it, it did what it did. You know, when I called those, those loyal clients and told them that we were closing. Which can I just stop and say, Edie called personally on mm-hmm. the telephone, voice to voice, called every single client. Mm-hmm. To let them know that she was closing. I mean, who does that? I'm just amazed. I didn't want, you know, it's one of those things where I'm not breaking up over text message or email. <laughs> I'm, I'm breaking up in person, you know. And so I called them. And so after about the 10th call being, you know, and, and I dreaded it each and every time because I knew it was going to be a conversation. It wasn't one of those things where I could just call in two minutes, be done. You know, it was a 10, 15 minute, 20 minute phone call. Um, but each and every one of them said, I'm so sad. I completely understand, but it did make a difference both mentally and physically in my life. And after that 10th call, I literally had to get up and just walk out of this day spa and just have a moment because even in that moment of closing, I didn't know that it made a difference. I, you know, I'd heard from a couple of them, but each and every person that I called, it made a difference. They, you know, they were able to be on the floor on a mat instead of in a chair. They, I had a lady who had got hit by a drunk driver and she was, has never been on the floor in ever how many years it's been since she was in that car accident. And now she's on the floor. Wow. Um, just, just personal testimonies at that point. And it makes you stop and question, am I really doing the right thing? Am I really hearing from God? Is this really what he wants me to do? But then again, you go back to the numbers and you say, yes, this because he doesn't want us to be a steward of a deficit. He wants us to be a steward of money and be a good steward. So that's so good. I've had to keep telling, you know, keep feeding myself. Say that one more time. I feel like everybody needs to hear yeah. that in really slow words. God does not want us to be a steward of a deficit. Um, and that'll preach, let me just tell you, because... Um, you can keep doing and doing and doing the thing that you know that you know that you know that God directed, but we're still on the human side of things. Mm-hmm. And yes, God can do miracles. And yes, he, he could have turned that around if he wanted to. But evidently, there's another part of this story that will be told. And so just um, releasing that and, and knowing that he told me to release it. Complete peace. Complete peace. So, you know, that's that's a series of several being still, listening, and not moving until he was ready for me to move, and being obedient and walking that thing out over a period of years. So, you know, not everything comes quickly. Not everything, not everything good comes quickly. Some of it does. Miracles, those come. But if you, think of, if you even think about a miracle, what is on the back end of that miracle? What, what took place prior to all of that miracle happening? So... Even though we think about miracles being quick, what what was on the backside of that miracle before right. that miracle actually took place? Because right. that's all that work. You know, you, you think about people that have been in business and they're multi multimillionaires, but what did they do on the backside of that? Right. To become right. And I understand some people are born into it. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about the people that really work their butts off to get to that point. 
What did what did we do on our knees in prayer, talking to God before we received that miracle? That's right. What you know, our knees are worn. The patches, the yes. holes in our jeans are there because yeah. we spent time on our knees before that miracle ever took place. That's right. That's so good. So good. It was it's it was a hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's a hard one. And y'all, this is recent. And it's real uh-huh. and it's raw. Yeah. What you just heard very recently happened. Yeah. And Edie's being very vulnerable to say all this uh, so soon mm-hmm. after she's had to have those phone calls mm-hmm. and had to shut down something that she really felt like she'd heard God. And, and let me just, one other bit piece of that. I literally called Jennifer and said I was having this argument in my car. It was like the enemy was on one side and God was on the other because the enemy was telling me that was a God idea. You don't want to cut. You don't want to stop a God idea. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's a God idea. Straight from God. Straight from God. And then the the peace and the calmness over here going, shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Just <laughs> shut up. You know what you're supposed to do and you know what you're supposed to do in your gut. But it's just that chatter of, and it's like that, only at a fast pace. Yeah. And you literally have to go, stop it. Totally deceiving. Just wanting to deceive you, wanting to get you off track. Yep. 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 So, what about you? Well, so my story of obedience to act is based around. There's a lot of pride in it. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> there. I've never been there. <laughs> yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, we have so many great qualities, and pride is not one of them. So I had identified myself as a business owner. Like, my whole identity was wrapped around being a business oh, owner. Oh, uh-huh. 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, mm-hmm. I said it with all kinds of pride in it. Those who are listening, who are also mm-hmm. business owners, mm-hmm. you know exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Don't even pretend that you don't. Mm-hmm. So we sold our business in 2011, and I kind of lost my identity. I didn't know what to do with myself at that point, so I immediately like tried to start other businesses, you know. Um, and then I believe that we, it was 2013, I think, and I had kind of settled into I'm going to be a, a stay-at-home person, um, which was nice. It had been the only time I'd ever been able to do that. And um, I, I was enjoying it, but getting a little bored, you know, mm-hmm. dinner every night, you know, doing the laundry, blah, blah, blah. So How many, how many ways can we fold a towel? Oh, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> so I was getting a little bored. I was still doing things. I was making jewelry and selling jewelry. I was having fun doing that. And like anything else, it's hard. Like the marketing of it's hard. The photographing of it is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, yeah. I turned my hobby into a business, which, you know, always is not really the smartest idea. So I am literally laying there in bed before going to sleep. And I get a message from my pastor that says, I need to talk to you about um, working for the church. And my immediate response was no. For a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to work for my church. I wanted my church to kind of have that mystery, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to see behind the curtain. <laughs> and uh, so, of course, my immediate response was no. And then he asked if he could meet with me. And so we met. And someone was retiring. And they really needed to get the bookkeeping really up to date into a software package type situation. And I had come from being able to do that. And that's what I'd done at my business. And so... Um, 
long story short, I ended up here on my very first day. And this is just so, I mean, this is just life, right? So one of the things I hated, hated about my, about running a business was payroll, hated payroll, hated payroll with a passion. And my very first day, it was like the, the perfect storm. It ended up being a payroll day. It ended up being accounts payable day. And then it ended up being, um, because I was the finance manager, I, I oversaw all of the, what they called the count. So mm-hmm. counting all the money that mm-hmm. comes in and getting the deposit done and all that and getting it all recorded. So that I don't know that that ever happened again, maybe once or twice the whole four years I worked here, but on my very first day, it was all of those things. And I'm not even kidding you when I say I got home and nearly went into a full on panic because in my brain, I thought, what have I done? (laughs) I sold an entire company so I wouldn't have to do this. And now I've gone, I've gone to work. Okay. So back up a little bit. So imagine being an entrepreneur, having the quote unquote freedom and the liberty and all that independence and all that, and then becoming an employee. Mm -hmm. So I had all kinds of emotions wrapped up in that. Like I, I'm, I'm a business owner. (laughs) What am I doing working for someone else? Like, oh, I mean, I had so much going on Mm -hmm. in my brain there. It was like spaghetti brain going crazy. So I... I can remember sitting there, my pastor sitting next to me, and he was, you know, kind of going over some things, and here's what we do, and here's what we don't do, and here's the difference between business and and a religious nonprofit, and, you know, just kind of some of that stuff. And he looked at me, and he said, you do know that there are rewards in obedience, right? Ugh. Okay, we're not still, again, can't have a podcast without me crying. That wrecked me. It wrecked me because I was having all these pride issues Mm -hmm. with going from being an entrepreneur to being an employee. And he, it's like he saw right through me Mm -hmm. and he saw the conflict going Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) I don't, I didn't say anything at all. I didn't say a word, but somehow he saw it. Mm -hmm. And he said, there is obedience. I mean, there is rewards rewards in in obedience. obedience. And there were. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward now, Mm -hmm. um, my season working for my church was, went through 2017. And then 2017, I just felt the Lord saying, okay, good job. Well done. Mm -hmm. Well done, my good and faithful servant. (laughs) And so in a, it was a very peaceful, celebratory, honoring separation. Mm -hmm. Like they, you know, they were very honoring and everything that I had done to get everything to where it was. And so fast forward to now in what God is doing with me now. Mm-hmm. And Do tell. yes. <laughs> so being a person who God has called me to just take care of his entrepreneurial daughters. Mm-hmm. And had I not worked for four years in the finance department at my church, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have seen the things that I'd seen. And those things are now becoming the basis of what I'm doing with female Christian entrepreneurs. And one of those things is that when I work there and I, I'm really hesitate to even say this, but I mean, obviously somebody has got to do this and this was part of my job, but I saw 
all the numbers and who and where they came from. Mm-hmm. So somebody sees. So just y'all right. don't freak out. You know, this is literally somebody has to see. Somebody it. has to see it. And I was that person, and I knew who gave what. Right. There's no judgment, whether right. it's a dollar or a right. hundred thousand dollars. It doesn't. Yeah. God sees the heart, and that is all that matters. Right. Period. Right. When it comes to giving. Right. We didn't judge. We of course we celebrated when those big checks came in. Of course we did. Right. Right. But it wasn't more important than people who gave sacrificially a dollar a week. Right. And we, you know, you can right. tell they got five kids and they're barely making it. And they're single moms. And yes. You know, yes. I mean, that sacrifice of a dollar is just the same sacrifice as the hundred thousand right. that came in in a right. check from a doctor. Right. But one of the big things that I saw was that that those top ten percent of givers. Almost always were business owners. Oh. Almost always. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the doctors and the lawyers, too. Right. And I'm not taking away from them. But those entrepreneurs are right up there. Mm-hmm. And that, that piece of that made me see mm-hmm. this next thing, which is as female Christian entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. as with everyone else, mm-hmm. you have a legacy to leave. Right. What is your legacy going to be? Right. And you have the opportunity to make a financial difference that nobody else can make in a business, right. in, a, in a church. Right. You have expendable money. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to bring in more. You are not on a fixed income. It makes all the difference being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. in what you can do to, for the kingdom. Right. So God has narrowed me down to female Christian entrepreneurs. And then my... my my desire for them, my desire for me in helping them is that they thrive mm-hmm. and that they're leaving this legacy of giving. Mm-hmm. And you just don't have any idea how far reaching that money goes right. because God's never, God doesn't, it does, he doesn't need you to know that. He right. just needs you to be faithful. Right. And on this side of heaven, we may not know, but oh, but wait. Oh, but wait. Oh, but wait. Mm-hmm. When we get to the other side, mm-hmm. we get to see the lives that were mm-hmm. changed. Mm-hmm. Can you even here I go. <laughs> Can you even imagine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what is going to happen on the other side? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we get to see the people that are in heaven because we gave. Right. Because we right. felt like we were supposed to give. Yeah. Because we sacrificed. Yeah. When we would have rather have had a brand new phone or whatever latest technology or a nice car. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. made the commitment that we were going to... Be legacy leavers, yeah. Instead yeah. of having material things here, yeah. yeah. And that really is the thing that inspires me, and pushes me, and drives me to be obedient mm-hmm. now as I was then. But I, I, I know, I know that I know that I know that it is what we go through that helps us get to where we're going. In fact, Pastor Jonathan just this weekend in his sermon started out with this quote. Now I don't think he said who said it. But you find your destiny in your history. Mm-hmm. And oh, I just said, I just thought to myself, that is so true. Everything I've done up to this point, including swallowing my pride mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur and going to work and being an employee, mm-hmm. is all part of my story now yeah. that right. is right. something I never would have known. Right. And... Me following obedience, mm-hmm. and obedience has its rewards. It does. It does. It does. It truly, truly and, does. And I want to I add to that <clears throat> because, like you said, it doesn't matter 
if you give a dollar or if you give a million dollars because God sees your heart. That's right. And the other giving aspect to it is just loving on people. Yes. Because when you love on people, um, that's giving of your time. Yeah. That's giving um, of your emotions. And that, too, will make a difference. Yes, it does. That's part of your legacy. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just, it's all about loving and giving mm-hmm. and seeing them on the other side. Yep. One of the things that my husband and I just love to do, and this is probably of everything that we miss about being entrepreneurs together in a business, the one, the biggest thing is that if we heard of a need, mm-hmm. we could anonymously yeah. slip a check to the right. church with a note. Right. And right. just say, we overheard yep. such and such say they needed tires. Yeah. Make sure they get tires. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Whatever Sponsoring it is. kids for camp. Oh, or yeah. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, it oh, was yeah. that legacy of, I mean, all You never, have no idea by right. sponsoring a kid going to church camp, what kind of seeds will be planted. Yes. Or what, you're planting the seed by getting them there. Yes. But what is going to transpire why they're there. Yeah. I mean, I've heard testimony after testimony about somebody paid for me to go to church camp one time. Yep. And now I'm, whatever it is, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a minister, a praise and worship minister, or whether you're in the marketplace, because it it takes all of us. It does. It takes all of us. So no matter where you end up, that one point in time in your life could have been the very thing that catapulted you into right. where you are today. You have no idea. Yeah. And it, <coughs> excuse me. It's a matter of, and we've talked about this, casting the seed and letting God, it's not ours to get out there and, and work the field. It could, might be, but it might not be. Right. It might just be casting the seed into the field. So just being obedient and doing the thing that God asks you to do at, yes. at the perfect time. Yeah. Yes. So one of the things you mentioned that I also want to come back to is you talked about turning your hobby into a business, but you've also told me since then how you had to take that back as being a hobby and not a business because it, it took the, in, the, jo- the joy out of doing it. So talk a little bit about that. Well, because I have that entrepreneurial spirit, I can't even, <laughs> there's practically nothing that I do as a hobby that my brain doesn't start turning into a business. And, um, I had, I've made jewelry since the Mm eighties. Just, I love beads and I love making things and I've taken, um, silversmithing classes. I just Mm -hmm. love all of that stuff. And I, it just sounds right. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, here I, now I have this time I've Mm -hmm. sold my business Mm -hmm. and I have a little bit of ability to Mm -hmm. maybe do this thing. And so, you know, I jump in, to being able to have time to do my hobby. And then all of a sudden my hobby becomes, Oh, well now I'm going to renovate this little building that we have and I'm going to do monthly shows and da, da 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 And then it all just turns into an expensive venture of no income. <laughs> <laughs> just to put it mildly, no way income. more outgo than income. Yeah. So, and you've taught me that everything that comes in goes out. It so. does. And yeah. And yes, it does. And if there's nothing coming in, there's nothing going out. Ooh. And yeah. if it is going out when there's nothing coming in, that's called debt. <laughs> Deficit. Deficit. Yes. So, yes. Um, my encouragement to everybody is really, really, really think about it. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're going to 
turn something that you really truly enjoy and it brings you peace, mm-hmm. like making jewelry brings me peace. Yeah. Instead of turning that into a business, maybe you should just donate whatever it is you make to a nonprofit um, or let them sell it or whatever. Like I just don't encourage anybody unless God's really telling you to yes. turn your hobby into a business. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Okay. Time for celebrations or kick in the butts. What do you have? Well, I have a kick in the butt and mine was the, the closing of the yoga studio. Um, when I, you know, every month I would look at the numbers and I would say, Oh, okay. Just one more month. Just one more month. Um, but when you hear that still small voice telling you, look at the numbers and what are they telling you? And if, you know, if you're like me and you're looking at them and then maybe you're not looking at them cause I'd look at them January, February, March, and then I didn't look at them again until August. Um, make sure that you're listening to those prompts and you're looking at them. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if the Lord lays a friend on your heart and he says, you need to check in on Jennifer. Then by all means, how hard is it to shoot a text? How hard is it to make a phone call? Mm -hmm. How hard is it to send an email? We have so many ways, messaging, email, text. Um, If you don't have time for a full-blown conversation, you have time to send a text because you're sending texts to everybody else. You know, be obedient and Mm -hmm. follow through with that prompting because that is the Lord. That is the Lord talking to you through a gut feeling, through um, whatever, however it is that he talks to you to check on that person because you never know what that can mean to that person. So that's kind of my kick in the butt is to make sure that I'm really listening, not, you know, like I said, I I looked the first three months, (laughs) then I didn't look again until August because I just didn't want to be bothered. I was doing all the things. I was marketing and and those numbers were going to increase. And then when I finally cried out, he was like, girlfriend, you got what you need right in front of you. Just go take a look. Darn it. (laughs) (laughs) Darn it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So my kick in the butt is going to sound very, very weird. Um, So there is a song out right now by Elevation, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's called Jaira. J-I-R-E-H. It's a worship song. Mm -hmm. But one of the lyrics in it says, I will be content in every circumstance. Yes. And that's at while I... While I'm singing a worship song, and it's an amazing song, and if you guys have heard it, you'll know what I'm saying. I mean, you just can't, you can't help but just raise your hands and get into it. Um, that particular lyric mm-hmm. just steps on my toes. Mm-hmm. But it's important. Yes, it is. And it doesn't, contentment in this aspect doesn't mean that we sit back and do nothing. Mm-hmm. It just means that, I mean, I think it, it means what, what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. There is the listen, mm-hmm. and there's the hearing of what God says, yeah. but it's the don't move until he tells you to move right. part. Yeah. And relating that to being content in every circumstance mm-hmm. means that if I'm in that little narrow place mm-hmm. of between listen and move, mm-hmm. I need to be content. Right, right. It's that little space mm-hmm. between the two, Yeah. and I'm never content right there. Because <laughs> you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I need, I have stuff to do. I don't have time to wait. (laughs) 
So that you gave me that you gave me what I need to do. Now let me just, just do it. Let me do it. Come on. <gasps> so that was that's been my little yeah. every single Sunday, and I I feel like it's every Sunday, maybe not, but um, Pastor Isaiah it obviously does such an excellent job of choosing the songs and. And that particular song just has me weeping anyway. It's just mm. such a great praise and worship song. Um, my husband and I both love it and are moved every time. Every time. It's just that one lyric that mm. just jumps off that screen and just steps right on my toes every time. That contentment part. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's there, good. And there is a scripture, I'm going to have to look it up, where it says something about no matter the trial or the blessing, be content. I, I'll have to look that yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. That's one that I have written down somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> it's a hard one. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We love to share how much better our lives are when you share it with your business bestie. Thank you to Destiny Church here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, for the use of their recording studio. Thank you to Anchor for the free access and ease of creating hosting and distributing our podcast and we highly recommend if you're looking to start a podcast start with anchor and jennifer how can we find you if we want to find you well i have a community i've gone off the rails Mm -hmm. and i refuse to be on any of the major social media platforms (laughs) she's such a rebel i am a rebel um (laughs) i found a an independent Mm -hmm. network and I literally have to pay for this platform, mm-hmm. and but that means that they can't kick me off too. So I'm I'm a subscriber. So um, it is called Mighty Networks. Okay. You can download that on your phone. I think on your computer too. And look for me. I am Direction LLC, and I have a group, a free group, a free community specifically for female Christian business owners. And ironically, the name of it is Female Christian <laughs> Business Owners. <laughs> <laughs> I am on other platforms under Direction LLC, and you can find me there as well. But I am the most active in Mighty Networks. And if you have any questions about any of that, you can email me at jennifer at directionmasterminds.com okay and you can reach me on either one of my websites or you can check out what i do on either one of my websites stonebrookdayspa.com or the stonebrookproject.org that's our nonprofit. Um, i'm on facebook instagram and linkedin and my email address is my first name edie e-d-i-e at stonebrookdayspa.com Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Edie. And this is Jennifer, and we hope that we've inspired you to find your business bestie if you haven't already. Mm-hmm.